On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I discuss one of the Sixers from past season doing some work in the summer league, Isaiah Joe. What does his future mean with this team? Has he done enough during the summer to warrant a spot on the roster? We'll discuss it next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer. For the inquire.com. Keith, what's going on, man? Welcome home. I know, right? Red eye flow. I got it like <laughs> six something this morning. Got it back. Feels good. Yeah, good, yeah. Good, man. Good. Thanks for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. All of you, we really appreciate it. And remember, Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here. Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, while you were out there, we saw some familiar faces with the Summer Sixers, Isaiah Joe, Paul Reed, Charles Bassey, and, uh, of course, Charlie Brown Jr. We mentioned him as well. Even Miles Powell from a season ago. Uh, some familiar faces and some new ones, and we've discussed those. And we did talk about Isaiah Joe, but we need to talk about him a little bit more just because of the roster construction and what the Sixers may need to do uh, because he is a second-round pick. His contract says a lot of different language in it but he does hold a skill set that they still desperately need, one that everybody, every league, every team in this league needs, and that's outside shooting. He's been a little inconsistent, but for many Sixer fans and maybe for both of us, for me personally, yes, uh, that we haven't seen much of run from him as far as we don't think giving him a real chance to take the floor, to see him out there with the usual players, the starters, and get some normal run or regular rotation player to see if he can actually contribute in the postseason because he has not, in my opinion, been given an opportunity. Based on what you saw during the summer, both in Utah and in Las Vegas, do you feel like he has earned a spot back on this team for the 22-23 campaign? I do. I do. I feel like, um, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, when you got a guy who shot seven for nine, in one game, a guy who shot 44% from the three in the uh, in, in the Salt Lake City um, uh, Summer League. You know, he was also led, the, and he led the league with 19 points. He led the league with three steals. He also averaged one block. Yeah, I, I believe he has earned a spot. Now, again, it is what it is. He's on a non-guaranteed deal. Um, so, and then you have new additions like uh, – DeAnthony Melton, um, uh, Daniel House, you know, guys like that. But when you look at what he has done, like, let's face it, if if he would have came out here and struggled, we both would have said he's going to be gone tomorrow, right, if he would have struggled. But he stepped up his game. I mean, he's been the most consistent 76er. You know, we know Paul Reed has done some things, but he's not playing right now in the summer league. So, you know, I, I feel like, yes, he has deserved this uh, a spot on this thing. Now, again, we talk about the roster. 
we talk about how right now, if they waive him, um, if they waive him before the preseason, you know, is a non-guaranteed deal. They don't lose anything. They're just getting rid of a spot. But if they if they if he makes the regular season roster, then they owe him one point seven eight. Now, the reason why that's important is D because of they have once James Harden signs, they'll have 17 guys vying for 15 positions. All but four of these guys are on guaranteed contracts. So typically when there's a guy on a non-guaranteed deal, they tend to sometimes be the ones, especially for teams dealing with salary caps um, problems, they tend to be the ones that you let go. But based on the way he's played, uh, he deserves to be on this team, to be on this roster. And when you say all but 14, are you saying all 14 of the of the uh, guarantee or, or all the set of the 17? Are you talking about all, all guarantee? Oh, excuse me. I shouldn't. Yeah, good. Good. Thanks for um, getting me to clarify that. So once James Harden becomes on this on the team, he's going to have a guaranteed deal. They're going to have 14 players who have guaranteed contracts now. Uh, but then they have two additional players who have partial guarantees, right? Where you have Trevling Queen has a partial guarantee for this season for 335000 You have Charles Bassey, who has a partial guarantee for 74000 Now, Paul Reed is a fully non-guaranteed. He has to wait until January before it kicks over to be guaranteed. Isaiah Joe has an, a full non-guaranteed now, but if he makes the opening day roster, then his contract becomes fully guaranteed. So he's the one that they really got to pay attention the most to because it's so early. But, you know, when I'm talking about traveling queen, 330 in NBA standards, that's not a lot of money. And then when you talk about Charles Bassey, 74, that's just not a lot of money at all. You know, so I'm not lumping those guys in with the guarantees because it's not fully guaranteed. But, yes, 14 players on his team are going to have fully guaranteed deals. Only 15 guys can make the regular season roster. So you 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 can look at it and see what could happen. Plus the other two-way guys that will be going from Philadelphia to Delaware throughout the season as well. Well, yeah, that's that's a lot. And uh doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room unless you make a deal and uh we'll see what happens but i too believe that isaiah joe does and has done enough at least through the summer to get back to training camp and see if uh, there's some improvement with the work that he has done during the off season to garner a spot for next year's uh roster so uh, I, I like him as a player uh, i do at least from the little bit that we've seen we can certainly see that he needs to improve but that's what young players and getting the play in time means and does for uh you know the the whole development and and, and it all so we'll see i hope he makes it because i think he does bring something still has decent size a willing defender he's not a great defender smaller body uh he has to get better at it but he can knock down the shot and you never know when you just start knocking down shots and then boom right just like that it clicks and and he's in a good rhythm throughout the entire year so we'll see with isaiah joe we'll see about uh, what he can do for the upcoming campaign. What we need to talk about next, though, is uh, a few league notes, not only in this segment, but the final segment as well. Some league notes uh, around the NBA, and we'll start with the play-in tournament 
that has been a part of the NBA for the past two seasons. We'll discuss that next right here on Locked On 76ers. But before we talk about that, let's talk about Built Bar, right? You know, let's talk about Built Bar and the coconut brownie chunk puff. From the people who invented the healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to you, to your tough taste buds. You're probably tired of amazing coconut brownie chunk puff bar. But guess what? Your friends at Built Bar have given coconut brownie chunk puff the puff's treatment. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk bar uh, flavor you love is deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cow to coconut goodness. But stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and delicious. Right? So what you need to do is you need to go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get delicious coconut-rich sweet brownie creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Go to Built.com and order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now, right? Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your, your order. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Welcome back. You are locked on 76ers, and we appreciate you all uh, for checking in with us. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you do get things that um, one of the things that we've seen over the last few seasons in the postseason has been this play play in tournament. And it has been successful. I'll, I'll give the NBA credit for that. I did not like it. I don't like much change when it comes to things like this. One through eight, I'm cool with. Uh, the only thing that I have looked into when it has been discussed, rearranging the playoff situation from one to 16. But I understand that to travel would be tough from going from east to west and, you know, all that type of stuff. So I get that. <clears throat> but I don't really like to change all that much. But these games have been entertaining and we go all the way back to the bubble when they first introduced this then they brought it back the following season with the 72 game season and this past year as well and it has warranted some they've they've given us some really good games some competitive games and it has also given other teams where they they simply cannot just tank the seasons like that they want to still be competitive. They want to get that plate. They want to get into the postseason. You see the New Orleans Pelicans this past year playing the Phoenix Suns really, really tight, giving them a battle. And now we look at the New Orleans Pelicans a lot different than what we felt David Griffin and, and, the, and the, the staff he had has done, led by Willie Green the first year. You see Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado stepping in and playing well. Brandon Ingram, first time in the playoffs. C.J. McCollum helping to lead that team. And now that team looks a little different, right? Things their their trajectory looks different based on the play-in tournament. It looks like it's going to be coming back, and it looks like it's going to be something that's going to stick around for a while. How do you feel about it? And um, uh, do you, do you believe that the play-in tournament should be a part of the regular playoff format going forward? You know, it, it's weird because you know, like uh, the stuff that and you look, said. It's easy for us because we've had to just watch it from afar. <laughs> the the Sixers are always 
in it as far as us covering it and being around it, they're always in it. So we don't have to worry about that. Yes, they were the four seed, and it was a little, little scary a few times where people thought they might have to be a play-in team in the East, but we don't have to worry about it. We get to enjoy the, the watch it from afar. Yeah. I mean, here's my thing. When you look at the play-in tournament, you know, it, it, typically the teams that win, it, it goes like it's true to form. Like number seven and number eight typically are the teams that 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 advance, right? But you look at teams like Charlotte, you know, they're, they're a team where, you know, you, you look at them and you're like, okay, you know, when, when they're in there, it, it's like they don't answer the bell, so to speak. Like, it's like, it's a waste of time. Now, again, the stuff you said in the Western Conference is extremely competitive. But for my, my thing, it just seems like the Eastern Conference is always like one team that wants to go home, the other team that wants to continue on. You know, but it does bring some excitement. You know, is the traditionalist in me is is kind of sort of like, uh, let's just go one to eight, one through eight. But at the same time, it does have some intrigue late in the season. Like you're looking at these eleven seeds or teams eleven, seeing if they can make it to the playing game, or sometimes twelve. But you know, I mean it. I'm not disappointed that it stayed, but at the same time, it's not like something I'm saying, oh, I need to watch it. I mean, because I used to get into it, but then I saw like some teams like Charlotte has been a major disappointment. You yeah. know, they just look like yeah. it is a regular season game. Them, they, so. they just seemed like they went through the motions yeah. once they got in there and, and that, that was it. Exactly. And, that, and then and James Borrego gets fired. Like, you, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. And then you know what it does for Charlotte, though? If you really want to be honest, like, you know, we're talking about James Borrego. Like, here's a guy who continues. Like, here's a guy who continues, who can, who continues to advance the team in regards to win, wins. And then they go out there and they get trashed, right? Yep. So then yep. you're like – Okay, nah, maybe not that good, you know. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. It can stay, but it's not like, you know. I, I don't know. I I just want to see more competitive games. That's all. Yeah, and and it, it, you know they try to change it a bit again to to avoid the teams just simply losing on purpose for draft per, draft picks when they have maybe had a playoff drought and they just want to give their fans and they want to get that extra couple bucks from having a home game in the postseason, maybe sneaking in and having a few more home games, getting into the one through eight seeding part of it, of the actual playoffs and go from there. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. <clears throat> I'm okay with it coming back. It has been competitive so far. So maybe this will, this will uh, again, keep the competitive nature of the, the playoffs going and having these teams in. Oh, on our final one, Keith, we got to talk about another one. An interesting one from the league with the maybe an adjustment to the postseason. We'll do that one next in our final segment right here, Locked On 76ers. Welcome back, everybody. Locked On 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens. And uh, Keith, we have another uh, league note that we wanted to discuss. And uh, this one has a lot, a lot of intrigue to it as well. So can you explain what this new league note is that we wanted to discuss and share with the people in case they haven't heard? 
Well, today what's going to happen um, with the broader governors in Las Vegas, they're going to discuss um, changes to the league's regular season calendar, right? Yep. So there's an in-season tournament is expected to be the subject of further discussions. Um, the commissioner, Adam Silver, and the league have been discussing the in-season tournament for a little bit and its impact on the schedule and revenue um, you know, on it, uh, centering around, you know, with they got revenue with the Players Association. So here's the deal. Like, they're talking about that if they do this, uh, one proposal is shortening the regular season from 82 games to 78, right? Um, and then they're saying they're, they're discussing a purse of $1 million per player on the winning team. So in other words, what they're doing is they're trying to, you know, pay the players. Go, hey, look, you can get some additional money for this to see how much they like it. Um, and according to reports, the NBA has been motivated by the possibility of a lucrative television and sponsorship revenue that the league hopes would bring long-term financial great growth. So this is all about money to me, man. They're just trying to get paid. I, I don't like this one. I don't like Um Number one, when you talk about being a traditionalist and, I, and not liking change, I understood the 72-game season after the, the bubble because things were so messed up all over the place. Players really outside of the couple months that they didn't have to play because of COVID, well, they also couldn't work out the way that they needed to. So I, I got that. I got the 72 games. It worked out. Everything was fine. Starting a little bit later, all of that. I get it. This one I don't like. I, I don't like an, a, an in-season tournament. Just let them play. Just let them play through the regular schedule. Uh, the $1 million, of course, they're trying to give them this incentive to play hard. But, uh, yeah, they're going to compete anyway. Yes, and it's a regular season Tuesday night in December. And maybe it gets a little down and it's a little little dull. I understand. But I don't, I don't want a play-in tournament just for them to find a, another way to make some more money, as you just talked about. And you're absolutely right because I, I just this one, this one just doesn't, this one doesn't intrigue me. Well, I watch, of course, I watch because I'm a basketball fan, and we won't have a choice because this is what our jobs are by covering them. But uh, this one, I, I don't like this one that much, and maybe I'll have to see it. Maybe I have to see it play out, but on the surface of what they're trying to hand us and deliver to us with this playing tournament, I don't think the players will be thrilled about this either uh, as far as having to do something and change up what, they, what they've been so accustomed to for so many years that they've been in the league. The new players, maybe not so much because they're new and they'll just adjust and get used to it and they'll just have to follow suit. But the veterans, I can't imagine that this is something that they'll be thrilled about having to play in tournament. Uh, in the middle of the season, break up what they're already doing and, and go and and play in this tournament. Now they might go and win and and win and run through. And let's say the Charlotte Hornets, to your point, they go and win it. They have a run and they go and win it. You know what's going to happen. Team players are going to be like, oh, this is a joke. This is bogus. While Charlotte's like, yeah, this worked for us. And now this is going to buoy us and for the rest of the season. And who knows what happens may jump them into the top top four in the Eastern Conference. But I also remember when they had the the, the play-in 
for the for for the uh, for the end of the season, the top six, and then the eight through twelve. And remember, LeBron James was against it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Remember, he was against it when it first came out. Yeah. And of course, they made it in. But then this past year, he was worried about making it in, and then eventually he shut it down with his injury and whether you believe he was injured or not. I don't I don't know how they're gonna feel about this. I don't like it. I don't like having an in-season tournament like this is college basketball. College basketball has the in-season tournaments, they do what they need to do. Um, for for the NBA, I don't think that it's necessary. I don't know that a million dollars is a lot of money, of course, for each player on the team, especially the players like we mentioned on the back end of the roster to have an opportunity to collect that money. But I, I don't think that the veterans are gonna be happy with something like this. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, first of all, when they offering a million dollars, it seems like they, okay, here, look, guys, here's some extra money made. Like, you know what I mean? And you're saying all this financial incentives. If you're doing that to basically, like, make them play, okay, well, I'll do it if I'm going to get more money. But you could tell they probably don't want to do it. Like, I'm like you, man. I'm a traditionalist. And I understand the play-in tournament at the end of the season. Like, again, I, I said I want the Eastern Conference to be a little bit more competitive. But I understand it. But um, because after you get to seven, maybe eight is a drop off. Maybe seven is a, or a drop off. Right. But to me, it's just, you know, next thing, what you're going to do, you're going to just like take the logos off the, off the jerseys and, and put and put like tie detergent or or there'll be instead of. That's all you did. <laughs> I know. But what I'm saying is. Take the six or all, the right, right, the right off, yeah. and then you just have crypto up there, right? You know what I mean? Because it just seems like you're doing all this just for money, man. It's like, and I get it; it's the interest. Maybe you feel like the season is too long, but to me, I look at the NBA and they say, okay, they had success doing this overseas. Okay, I get it, but the NBA is the league. Like every players aspire to play in the NBA. Americans don't grow up saying, I want to play overseas. No, they would say, I want to play in the NBA. So why are we copying off of what these other leagues are doing? You know what I mean? But I get it. It's money. It's all about TV revenue, and and they're the ones having all this. And who knows? People may even like it when they see it. But to me, it's like, you know, I, I, I just don't, I don't know, like, I just don't want to see, oh, well, this guy was, the regular season champ. This one was the end season tournament champ. This one was, you know, champion of this and that. Nah, I'm not a big fan. I'm like you. I'm not a big fan at all. I'm and what are, and what are, maybe I missed it when you said, do we know, do we even know what the format would be like? Do we know what the logistics are going to look like? They're going to have to yet. travel. I mean, I mean and, not. And then East, East versus West at the end, like, like, like a normal finals. Is that what it's? Is that what it's going to be? Going to be a, I'm hearing it's like a single limit. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be in season tournament will begin with, it's going to begin with pool play, right? Pool it's play. part of the regular season schedule. Okay. And then prior to the teams with the best record advance into an 18 single elimination tournament. All right. Expected to culminate before Christmas. So you're going to have pool play a regular season. And then the, the teams with the eight best records advance to a single elimination tournament expected to culminate before uh, Christmas. So it's basically going to be like the NCAAs. You okay. know what I mean? 
Because okay. that's what it's going to be. So right. now, so you're saying this. So what you're going to do is you're going to cut four games off of the regular season. But you're playing more games because you got this in. Like if, if a team wins, and they're then, basically going to end up playing more games. And that's why they got to cut those games in the regular season because that's how it's going to be for those team, those teams that make it further. They're going to be the ones that take the hit. The other ones are just going to be like, all right, well, we're just not going to have four less games on our schedule, like the teams, exactly. the other teams that don't make it into the, exactly. the, the end season tournament. All right, interesting, very interesting. I don't want to see it, uh, but you know it's going to happen. You know it is. They're just going to have it. And we're going to have to deal with it. Well, listen, man. As always, this was fun. Glad to see you back home. Thanks for making Locked On Seventy Six as your first listen, everybody. On our next episode, we'll dive into some more of the uh, roster a little bit with the 76ers and kind of dig a little deeper into some things. Now, make your second listen Locked On NBA. We're locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, if you don't mind, let the people know where they can find us. Like my man just said, wherever you can get your podcast at, that's where you can find us. So anywhere you go, Audacity, anywhere, you if you want to like get on this podcast, subscribe to it but let me tell you this if you want to get to this youtube channel um what you need to do is you go to locked on 76ers youtube channel you see the liberty bell and you click on that thing right but also you know my man d's on a little vacay right now from the nine to five so to speak but what you need to do is you need to make sure you watch him every day weeknights from six to ten right he has his own show on 97.5 also, you need to follow my man on Twitter at DivineG975. You can do the same with me at Pompeii on Sixers, and you can read my stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer or at Inquirer.com. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate it again. Good to have you home, man. How was your birthday, by the way? It was cool, man. It was kind of like low-key, relaxing, chill. You know what I mean? How it should be. Yeah, yeah, how it should be. It's funny, though, because there's a dude I met out there who's from Philly, from South Philly. And uh, but he uh, he he's um, he went to it's funny. He went to Valley Forge Academy, a military academy. Right. And then he went on and played baseball at South Florida. So I saw him like as I was walking back from the game. So we, we, you know, we chilled for a little bit and then, you know, then I just, you know, bounced. Right. But yeah, it, it was all cool. It was all cool. Oh, good. Now you're home, get to celebrate with the family, man. So enjoy yourself, get some rest, get back on our clock here on the East coast and we'll tap in tomorrow and uh, bring another podcast, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And I thank y'all for listening. Always appreciate it.